Every gamer has that one game they want all of their friends to play. Maybe it's old. Maybe it's new. Maybe it's obscure. Or maybe it's the game that everyone is playing. Whatever it is, it's that one game you love to talk about. Join us as we ask each other to try this game. So, Adam, do you like being evil? Uh, yes. Well, we've determined you don't mind being evil if you didn't mind playing Satellite Rain. So, <laughs> so this is also an evil game called Dungeons 2. It's made by Realm Forge Studios, and there's a Dungeons 3 as well. And it's published by Calypso. Dungeons 2 came out in 2015, and there have been some cutesy little DLCs, mostly to make fun of Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings and a bunch of other stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is a dungeon management simulator. It's very much a, a spiritual successor to Dungeon Keeper, which is from like 1994, 1995 by Bullfrog, which right. is the same guys who did uh, Populous and Syndicate. It's a real-time strategy game. But instead of building factories and so forth on the surface, you use your little snots, which in Dungeon Keeper were called minions, and they dig out, like you're underground, they dig out caverns and corridors, and you build treasuries because you dig out gold, that's how you pay for things. There's areas where you draw mana from a mana stone, there's factories of various types, there's hospitals, different types of research. If you've chosen to be the undead. There are graveyards and mad scientist labs. There's all sorts of different, you know, depending on the faction, there's all sorts of different buildings. Right. And while you're doing this, there will be entrances to the overworld where those pesky heroes are organizing and they'll come down and deal with you. So of course you build traps and you know <laughs> slaughter them. And what the good guys are trying to do is attack your dungeon heart, which is like a floating crystal. And if they destroy it, the game is over. And you win by going into the overworld and wiping them out. Though there is a, a neat scenario where you attack a, a dragon named Smog. Not Smog, because they don't want to get sued, so it's of Smog. Course. And the, the game's got a good sense of humor to it. There's a narrator, and he narrates it like a storybook, but he mostly makes fun of you. Yeah. So at one point he'll say, one of your snots does a great impression of you. He's even got the ears down. Really? <laughs> at one point he'll say, are you are you tired of how long this game is taking? Well, go to our shop and buy three premium... Nah, I'm kidding. Don't we? Just ignore that. So... <laughs> yeah, this game has got a great sense of humor to itself. Like, the intro level to it is just delightful. It mocks everything from, like you said, Game of Thrones to Lord of the Rings to Warcraft. It makes fun directly of certain people. I yep. noticed that all the Naga have uh, names of, of famous celebrities. Yeah, Mila Kunis and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really funny. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> it's excellent. I had such a blast. I, I wasn't sure exactly what I was getting into when I first started this game, but it, it very quickly introduces itself to you. Yes, it does. Like there's a a bunch of great campaigns that'll introduce you slowly but surely, you know, like any RTS does, slowly but surely to new traps and new types of creatures and and so forth. I'm I don't even remember the last time I played the campaign. Frankly, I just play the skirmish mode. Right. Where they just they throw you down and you have access to what's you know level one and then you'll get all your stuff and then eventually you'll earn enough points to upgrade your dungeon to level two and then to level three and then you know that's how they sort of gate your uh, progress. It's a neat little game. You know, a game could take an hour, a game could take several hours, depending how 
how you want to play the game. But the one thing with Skirmish is that the longer you wait to go into the overworld and fight back, the harder it makes it for you because the enemy gets stronger and stronger every time they send a raiding party down. Right. And, and, you know, it's all the fantasy tropes. Like, there's actual goblins, and they work in your workshop, so they build workshop boxes that can then translate into traps. They also develop all your room stuff, so that's how you research your new rooms. Yep. And one of those rooms is, a, it's, I think it's called a Hellforge or some such thing, and that's where you research improvement to your creatures, but for that you need trolls. And those things are great because they're super strong, but they're also super, super slow. Different creatures are required for different rooms, so to gather mana you need Naga, which are like these snake creatures. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones who are named after uh, female celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, like you said, the game's got a great sense of humor to it. It is a real-time strategy game, so you, you know what you're getting into. You can't actually control your creatures. In the underworld, you can say, I want you to dig this out. And the computer will decide to send a snot. Yeah. Or you can say, I want to research a hospital. So you, you select one of your machines in your workshop and you click on the hospital and a goblin will show up. In the overworld, you can essentially point them towards the enemy and click attack. Mm -hmm. So really what you do is you group them all up into one big mob, you click on an enemy, they'll move in that direction, kill the enemy and carry on. And yeah. that's about all you could do. And I like that. I like being the general. Yeah. And since you point, you can say, go. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of an old uh, third-person action game called Overlord, where you were yeah. literally followed around by these cool little creatures. Uh, and it's got that same sense of humor. Like, if they raided a village, they would go into a house and they come out wearing, like, pots and pans as helmets. And this has got that same sort of sense of humor to it. And, again, they make fun of Game of Thrones and Warcraft 3 and Lord of the Rings. And it's all done in fun. Oh, yeah. It's, and, it's a love letter to fantasy games. It is. And again, it's, you know, the first one, when it came out, I thought, ooh, I'm going to buy that because I love Dungeon Keeper. But it just wasn't that good a game. The second one is excellent. The third one, eh, I don't like it quite so much just because they changed the way research and development work, and I don't like it. But okay. that's my problem. But it's still got a good, you know, it's, it's gorgeous looking. It's the same look, just slightly higher res. And it, it's got a cute story to it about a, a dark elf who's raised to be good and then decides, no, she really does like being evil. Uh, <laughs> if you're looking for high drama, sorry, no. But the writing is clever. It is, it's not bad writing. Remember we talked about of orcs and men and how I couldn't play it because the writing was just so awful. Yeah. This isn't that. This is the baseline, it's okay dialogue and whatever. But once you get into the skirmish, all of that is gone. It's go kill. Yeah, and it's never very complex. Like some some overworld maps will have mines you have to go in where there'll be an infestation of spiders. You'll deal with them. You'll get some cool buff for your character, and you'll get a book. You'll click on it. It'll turn, you know, snarl into snarl the productive, and you know his production is up twenty percent. Or Grog knows where to hit. So you got the knows where to hit book, and now they do more critical damage when they hit. Those yeah. sorts of things. You develop money by just digging out gold, and eventually you'll come across a jeweled patch, which is infinite amount of money. Mm -hmm. Just like Dungeon Keep. Just like it's essentially someone looked at Dungeon Keeper and said, "Okay, that game was 1995. It's it's the mid 2010s now. How can we make this better, but make it the same as Dungeon Keeper?" And that's what they've done. They did an excellent job of that. I think that they managed to retain that that spirit that Dungeon Keeper originally had and just expand on it. They've yeah. built this out into an outstanding title. They're yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's a lot of fun. It's oh, a yeah. Lot of fun. I played Dungeon Keeper well beyond its expiration date, to be perfectly honest. And then someone had a made a sort of a, 
an open source version of it <laughs> that was designed for modern computers. And it was the same game, just it actually functioned on a modern computer. But I kind of moved on. And then Dungeons 2 came out and I went, oh yeah, I'm sold. There we go. Yeah. That was great. And, you know, it is what it is. It's not glorious. It's not hot. You know, this is not Supreme Commander Forged Alliance, which I would argue is like the height of the RTS. It's not Homeworld, which is a magnificent game we're going to do at some point. Mm -hmm. It's it, it's just, it's a very specific thing. It's a dungeon manager. Do you like that? Great. Go buy that. Yeah. If you don't like RTS games, don't buy the game. <laughs> yeah. No. no, I mean, if if you don't like RTS, I mean... It doesn't have those deep involved RTS elements at all times. No. Um, I think that if if you can deal with RTS games, then definitely pick this up. If you vehemently dislike them, then probably give it a pass. But yeah. this this game's personality really hmm. really carries itself on its own shoulders. Oh yeah, personality is fifty percent of the of what makes this game good. It's very charming. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there it is. There it is. All right, Farron, do you like fantasy tropes? Meh. Okay. Do you like dancing? <laughs> um, anyone who's ever witnessed me dance has required me by law to say that I do not like dancing because I'm very, very bad at it. Okay, well, perfect. We're going to put those two things together today <laughs> for Crypt of the Necrodancer. Cool. So Today we're talking about Crypt of the Necrodancer. This was uh, developed and published by Brace Yourself Games. This was released on iOS, PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, PS Vita, Xbox One, and the Switch. But no so, Android? No Android that I could see. I just I saw this as a, an iOS exclusive. Um, so this originally got its uh, first release on Windows OS X and Linux back in 2015. On iOS, it was launched in 2016, PS4 and Vita in 2016, Xbox One in 2017, and the Switch in 18. When did PC come? Was that first? Uh, PC was, yeah, that was the first one in oh. April 2015. Okay. Uh, so you can currently pick this up, so far as I'm aware, on Steam, Humble, GOG, Epic, and on individual platform stores and app stores. This is just such a delight of a game. So the the <laughs> gameplay in is. this is so ancillary to the music, really, I found. The the premise of the game is you are a, a young woman, you fall into the underworld, you are unfortunately dead and raised by this necromancer, and it is your job to dance fight your way out of hell. Yeah, yeah. it's just a rhythm game, mm -hmm. but it's a really good one. It it's, is. I'm, you know... It's it's a rhythm game that they've they've so much embraced that genre. Like you can play this on a dance pad if you want to. Um, I didn't know that actually. You absolutely can. You you can physically dance your way out of hell. Um, and so <laughs> they actually wound up releasing in 2019, a, not expansion but an enhanced version called Cadence of Hyrule, where you play this game with Legend of Zelda music. I'm assuming licensed. Yes, entirely oh, okay. licensed. Okay. Uh, Nintendo was in on it. They they got in, and they I believe that they've got new enemies, new weapons, new new items. You've got the Legend of Zelda music that's been uh, remixed and redone for it, and this is just such a delightful game. 
So tell yeah. me about your first experiences playing this. Okay, well, understand first off that I have no rhythm. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've been playing No Straight Roads, but I've discovered I suck at it as much as I adore it because I have no rhythm. So I'm sitting here this morning playing it. And I'm trying to, I'm sort of bopping along, trying to keep to the rhythm and, you know, pressing the up and down keys because that's all there is, is, you know, you attack by moving into them. And it's like, okay, down, 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 left, left. And I just, I suck at it. So, <laughs> I mean, I can, I can manage it, but I can't do anything complex. Yeah. And I never last very long in this game. I die very quickly. But it's nifty, and the music's not bad. When I originally got this, I think it was before they'd done any enhancements. I mean, I'm, I'm not even sure. Like so many games in my library of abject humiliation, I don't know how I wound up with this game. It, maybe it was a humble bundle. But it's cute, and I suck at it royally. And every so often, I load it up and enjoy sucking at it. Yep. You know? Yeah. It's, it's not a game that you need to dominate to enjoy um so the for for the gameplay itself you're on a a square grid you have a backing track that's going along and at the bottom of your screen you've got essentially what amounts to a metronome that yeah. kind of lets you know when you can move you want to move with the beats to maintain a combo um yeah. and the higher your combo is the more gold you get from things and you have different items that you can pick up you pick up new weapons or pieces of armor or uh, different bits of equipment, like a, a bangle that drops more gold off of enemies. Um, you move on the beat, and enemies move on the beat. But uh, the the trick is to figure out, sometimes enemies move on the off beat, so you need to move on one and three and attack on two and four. Oh, jeez. And so it's it's finding, it's again, it just it's finding the rhythm of the game. It's move, attack, move, attack, move, attack. Uh, you adventure through this dungeon. It's got diggable walls that you can break your way through and, and find diamonds in. And you can take those diamonds to the vendor that's in every floor of the dungeon who is singing along to the backing track. And oh, you God. can buy stuff off of him. Uh, or sorry, actually, let me rephrase that. The diamonds are used for permanent upgrades back at the, the sort of the main uh, hub okay. of the game. Okay. Uh, the gold is used to, to sell to the vendor. Right, right. Or you can go to the vendor who is in this room made of gold and drop a bomb against one of the walls and blow up his gold wall and collect the gold and oh, then sell <laughs> buy something off of him with said gold. Um, every, That's weird. <laughs> yeah, but every dungeon of this game has a, a big boss at the end of it and each boss is some sort of fantasy creature paired with some kind of music. So you've got like this banshee queen with a rock and roll band backing her up that you need to fight or you've got um a sentient castle who is also a bassist it's just it's really 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 cool why do i think that you being a musician makes this game much easier <laughs> than it is for me see so. you might think that but i've uh, i've only ever gotten to like the fourth level of this game like the fourth dungeon level of this game mm -hmm. i've never gotten the entire way through it because as delightful and wonderful as this game is it's not a game that i can sit down and play for hours and hours and hours on end yeah um i'll, I'll it's a great game that i can sit down and I'll play for an hour and enjoy the hell out of it, and then I'll set it aside for a week or two, and then I'll go back and maybe play it for another hour. It's such a delight to play, but I, it doesn't have, it doesn't quite have the hook that brings me back at like every single day I need to play this game, but I yeah. love it nonetheless. Yeah, I have the soundtrack kicking around somewhere, um, mm. but the problem is I'm not huge into electronic dance music. That's fair. We talked about Domino and what an amazing soundtrack it had, and I like that because it's got that cool Mediterranean Roman gladiator thing going for it. This isn't quite so good, 
but you know, it, I could see if I loved EDM much more, I'd probably be really into this game. Yeah, and that's but just it is fun. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's fun finding new weapons and learning how they work. Like using the whip, it makes an L shape as opposed to just shooting in a straight line. Oh, okay. Spears get extra length to them, and you've got oh. weapons of differing quality. You can find a, an iron sword or an obsidian sword that does more damage, or a glass sword that does more damage, but is going to break after X amount of hits. Right. Um, okay. You've got different shovels that you can find to, to help your digging through the dungeon. Honestly... I just I, I love so much about this game. It's it's something <laughs> that I will always come back to. It looks like uh, an NES game too. Like it's got a neat yeah. look to it. It looks like right out of the NES era. Yeah, very pixelated, very stylized. There's nothing about it that tries to shoot for high fidelity. Oh no. Um, but that's not the point. Yeah. I wonder I wonder if like super high graphics would almost take away from the experience. They would one hundred percent ruin it. Because you're looking at you're looking at pixel graphics and yeah. it's cool not pixel in the same way that crying suns or uh domina is it's it reminds me a lot of like the like final fantasy one or two mm -hmm. like i those... mean obviously much better looking than those oh but... yeah 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 yeah. but it's all sprites it's all yeah. it's called sprite base which is like an animated yeah. gif almost yeah basically you know but it's cool like, it's neat i mean i can't see myself going back and playing the shit out of this game mm -hmm. but I'll always come back and beat myself over the head of it for 20 minutes here and five minutes there. It's not like it takes a long time to download. No, so. it's, it's quite a small game, which is another another big plus to this game. It's you know it was an indie game that was developed just for just for the sake of it. It got a huge following. I can actually remember watching uh, Twitch streams the night that this was supposed to launch, and everybody, really? yeah, everybody was so jacked about it. As soon as huh. midnight hit, people started loading this game up and streaming it. I think at the time I was I was really big into watching Dark Souls 2 streams and I saw them switching over as soon as it unlocked in their region. And huh. that was that was just it. The big selling point was this is a new kind of rhythm game that's also a dungeon crawler that is also got these RPG elements to it. And that was just this recipe for success that yeah. I tried to find numbers for it. It sold several million copies on Steam, but mm -hmm. it's not like some pinnacle of gaming no, no. but everyone loves it i don't know of many people that i can think of that i've ever talked to who said eh, nothing really special about it. no this is a great game i don't think it's glorious it's fun it is yeah. it, it does what it wants to do it, it it's actually a little bit like you know, we talked earlier about dungeons 2 mm. if if you like rhythm games you'll like this if you like rts's you'll like dungeons 2 but what it does it does exceptionally well and the yeah. music is nice if you're yeah. into edm i'm not really i don't hate the stuff but sure. i'm not going down the street with that stuff thumping in my head yeah but for someone if you like edm like if you don't like video games but you like edm try this game it might actually get you into video games yeah although if you don't like video games i question why you're listening to my podcast but whatever <laughs> but yeah no i i got a kick out of it that's the best oh. thing i can say i got a kick out of it it was fun for the time i spent on it absolutely so, so you're gonna go back and you think you spend more time on it not right away uh yeah. i actually think i've already uninstalled it to be honest but that's at fair. some point i'm gonna go you know what i want to try something different and i'll see that and i'll download it and you know, I'll play for 20 minutes and lose horribly and go, I don't want to play this anymore. And I like games like that, or I, I will come back. Eventually, I know I'm coming back. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I'm I'm in very much similar boats. I'll, uh, I'll keep on playing it. Sometimes I keep it around. Sometimes I don't, because like we said earlier, this thing takes all of five minutes to download on bad yeah. internet. 
So I'll I'll continue playing it. I, I unfortunately haven't played Cadence of Hyrule. I believe that that one is exclusively on the Switch, and I don't I have a figure. Switch anymore. So, yeah. I figure, <laughs> um, yeah. but I, at some point, I'll probably wind up picking that up because I love Zelda games and I love Zelda <laughs> music. So that seems like a natural pairing to me. Fair enough. But yeah, there it is. There it is.